Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you again for coming and joining us for another fantastic conversation with a new friend that I just met um, that comes out every Monday. So today we have Melissa Kirk. Welcome to the show, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, it's such... I love meeting people from around the world and it makes the world like just seem smaller, you know, and I love connecting like this. I never thought that I would be able to form relationships online, you know, doing this kind of thing. And it's amazing. It's just amazing. So yeah, I'm excited to have Melissa on. Melissa is a success coach who helps others honor their body, quiet the mind, and reconnect with their soul. This is why I love this so much. I just had to have her on. Um, Yeah, Melissa, she also helps people to get to the root of the issues that are going on in their lives and turn things around to match their dreams, goals, and aspirations. And the reason I love this so much is we could all be happier. You know, I look around and there's so many unhappy people, and I just think, that Melissa's gonna let us know how to get aligned with ourselves. So yeah, welcome again. And I think, um, I don't know, I'm just gonna dive right in because I'm excited. I have a lot of things to talk about, you know, and I wanna hear from Melissa. So yeah, we're gonna talk about purpose and self-discovery. And when, maybe you could start by telling us, when did your journey of self-discovery first begin? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So when I was in high school, I started this group called Peer Counseling, and it was about the upperclassmen in high school mentoring the lowerclassmen. And I always just had this desire to help people and see, um, see them for who they were, see them for their potential. And, you know, really see the person behind the trauma, the person behind the brokenness. And um, because we all have this amazingness inside of us that sometimes we're not even able to embrace. So I started that at a pretty young age. And then um, I went to college and I have a business and psychology degree. And so it was all about learning who people are, about their profile, their personality, and things like that. But what I, when I was in college, the, the testing that we would do for personality testing to fit you, like what kind of job are you good for? It was all about, you know, you answering questions about yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of us really know ourselves? Like the people that are searching for their purpose, they're kind of lost. And so by answering all those questions, you're just going to get what you always got. And so Along my journey, I, um, I got married in college. I was married for 20 years, have three kids. And, you know, 20 years of marriage in a pretty abusive relationship, I realized like how lost I was. I was having health issues. I was stressed out. I just was really hitting rock bottom. And so I finally got up the courage to leave the relationship, but I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know like, what am I going to do when I grow up? Right. I, I was just so disconnected. And so I started on a a healing journey where I was learning about the body and the stress and like how, what I was going through was showing up as health issues in my life. And I started learning how to correct those. And then I was like, what am I here for? What impact am I here to make? Because I know I have a lot to offer and I really want to help people, but I have no idea how that shows up, what it looks like. 
So I stumbled upon scientific hand analysis and, you know, I had been really beaten down and lost all my confidence. I had no self-esteem, no confidence. And here I go to get my hands read and they tell me, you're here to be up on stage, to be verbally communicating this message to the masses that's easy to understand. I'm like, I don't even want anyone looking at me. I don't, you know, I can't do that. I get up on stage, I feel like this. You know, one could hear me and my coach was like screaming at me, I can't hear you, you know, and all this stuff. So, and she, and every time she would tell me, I can't hear you and be yelling at me, I was like burst into tears. How embarrassing, right? So I just went on this journey of like how to heal myself and how to be important and the number one person in my own life, because I really couldn't do anything else unless I fixed that. Mm-hmm. And so, but one of the things I love, so I do scientific hand analysis and it's like looking at who you are according to the hands, which are connected to you, right? It's not about a bunch of questions. I also started doing human design, which is based on your birth information, when you were born, time of birth, location, date of birth. Um, And it creates a chart that tells you this is what your soul came here for. And it was so eye-opening to me. And it really empowered me to be able to step into what it said. And I started learning and doing healing work so that I could get out of my own way. Mm. And it just really set me on a path that I feel so fulfilled now. I love working with my clients. I love, you know, taking what I've learned for myself and now helping my clients to step into their goodness, their juiciness and find their genius and, you know, start, stop trying to be something you're not. And that was the biggest lesson I think through all of it was I had to be a priority in my own life. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And I'm only here to do certain things. I'm not the expert at everything, but if I don't do the things I am designed to do, my life is empty. And so that's what I help people find is what's your genius? What are you made for? How do you step into it and how to get out of your own way and love yourself and put yourself first? And that's the first step in getting to being able to align with your purpose. Wow. I love that so much. And you've said so much in there, starting from, you know, being intuitive to this when you were young and just mm-hmm. trying to see the potential in people or learning more about them and Because we all hide things, right? Like we all hide masks. And when you were talking about being in school and having the higher help, it's just like, who puts us in these categories, (laughs) you know, and all these labels is crazy, but it sounds like it was a natural thing for you. And then somewhere along the line, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but we all have things that happen to us and experiences that, you know, kind of mold who we become, right? So I know for me, it grew up and then you become, you know, whether it's a wife or a mother or just an adult and you get so, it's so busy doing all the things you're supposed to do that you forget who you are, right? I think we all at some point in our lives lose our identity, right? And then when we're, we're maybe in a relationship or in a job or something that is abusive or doesn't, you know, we don't get out of it what we need it even robs us more of who we are. So I'm not surprised when you say you kind of had to learn who you were, right? Like all over again. I hear this so many times. So thank you for sharing that with us. You know, it it shows us a lot about how this began because I think it's important that we understand because I think we all have those moments, right? So compared to like before when you were, feeling lost and those things that you felt how did like what would a typical day look for you like for you compared to now that you're completely like in tune with who you are yeah so like I said I started on some healing you know like part of my journey was in healing work and part of that was because I was trying to heal myself but um I did a lot of massage and one-on-one healing work initially And then when I had my hands read, you know, I, I was good at what I did and my clients were happy with me and I was making money or whatever. But at the end of the day, I really wasn't that satisfied. I wasn't like, oh, wow, it was, it was not that fulfilling. And so when I had my hands read and I was, they explained to me what my life purpose was, was to be in front of an audience communicating and getting this message that is taking complicated information and making it easy to understand and it's one to many, you know, it really spoke to me because as much as it scared me to death to try and step into that, 
I realized that the one-on-one -on -one work in a dark room where I'm not supposed to talk during a massage, like it's never going to align with that. Yeah. And that's where the disconnect was. And like I said, I never would have, I never would have recognized that by answering questions in a, you know, like the DISC or Myers-Briggs yes. or all these different profiling. I never would have got, gotten like, oh, you should be a speaker because that's the last thing of how I thought of myself. So um, now I spend a lot of time um, coaching groups. I'm working a lot with um, entrepreneurs that have a team. And I work with them as the leader, but then I also work with their whole team to learn how to work together and do who's, who is good at what, and let's put them in that position and highlight them. So they're in their purpose and, you know, taking things off your plate that you're not good at is so, I, I can't tell you the relief I see in my clients when I say, you're not made to do this. And they're like, I know I hate it. Right. And I was like, here's your permission to step out of that. And so I'm working with groups. I'm tr doing trainings and teaching and, you know, I've recently over the last few years really done a lot more work, you know, online where um, I'm reaching people all over the country or all over the world, really. There's, I'm working with international people too. And so it's really helped me to step into, you know, my verbal communication and being in front of people and speaking to groups instead of just one-on-one. -on -one. And I do do some one-on-one, -on -one, but if that's all I do, it's not fulfilling. So it looks really different for me now. My, you know, everything I do is on a different level and it's very exciting for me. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Going back to what you were saying about Myers-Briggs and all those. Oh my goodness. I remember taking those tests. It was awful. And they want to yeah. put you in a, the same box as everybody else, right? It's funny. My 15-year-old son is trying to decide what to do for grade 11. And I, I said to him, you know, do you want to take one of these personality tests and see and beekeeper came up and he was like are you kidding mom he goes i don't think this is gonna work so i said yeah let's let's not do that let's take a different approach you know let's do this and let me ask you some questions and let me you know let's get into it right but it's so true and sometimes we don't take the time to, to i think we all know sometimes we get a little lost right and we need to like why are we so unhappy like why am i not feeling like the words that you use, like, why are you not feeling fulfilled and all these things? And we don't take the time to do it, first of all, I think. And we, I think more people should do it. Figure out what you're aligned with. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things when you figure out what your purpose is here and what it brings so much gratification that you can't find, like I said, you know, I was successful doing my massage business, but it wasn't who I was, yeah. you know, and I could teach massage and that would be fine, but just, you know, and that's sometimes all the, all the tweaking that it takes when I work with my clients, you know, and you went to medical school and you're all, you know, lined up to do all this stuff. I'm not going to say, oh yeah, you can't be a doctor. You should have gone to law school. That's not how it works. It's about really positioning yourself to share your gifts and putting yourself in the role that you're designed to, no matter what it is that you're here to do. And just like I said, you know, all the things I've learned, now I teach it. That's in alignment with me. Mm. But I had to go through the process of learning it, right? You don't just start teaching. You have to, there, there's a process you go through. So, yes. yeah. I, I love just this topic so much. <laughs> I do, because it's so much of what I do too. And I just think it's so important. You can, When you feel lost, it just feels so heavy, you know, and it can lead to so many things. I, I love that we're talking about this. So when you were saying, yes, you were a successful massage therapist, but you weren't really aligned with it, right? Maybe it wasn't making you as happy as it could. It depends, I think, on what your, what success means to you too, right? Like, yeah. is it just the money? Is it just doing something that you kind of like as a job? Or is it something more meaningful, right? So I think that's important. Yeah, you know, one of the things I find with my clients is that if they, there's certain people that are designed to go after material results, but most people are here to something else is what gives them the gratification. Something else finds is where the fulfillment is about being satisfied in what you do. And as you step into that energy, the money comes with it. You're always provided for as you need to, but most people don't get successful by going after the money. It's about doing what you're good at and letting the money come to you. 
And that when I really changed that perspective and that attitude about it, um, you know, I always have clients. I always have, you know, I don't have to, nobody likes it when you're trying to convince them that they need what you're doing. And it's like when, when they see me aligned with what I'm doing, they want to be that they want, they want to know like, yeah, they want a piece of that. They're like, what are you doing? So (laughs) it is funny how, when you do things in the right order and in alignment with who you are, it, it just, it just comes together. Yeah, I love that. I know on your, I was looking at your website and some of the um, other interviews that you've done, and you talk a lot about getting what you need, you know, getting what you want, like you can get the, you know, you can be successful in the material things as well, right? When you're, when you're aligned with who you are. So if you want that dream car, you want that, you know, it's, it's attainable. If, Mm -hmm. if the inside, you know, it's an inside job, right? So um, I think, more of us need to open our minds to that. Yeah. I think if the more we, the more we open ourselves to these new possibilities and not think of it as foo-foo, you know, like sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I got to go find myself. I got to take a trip around Europe or whatever. It's not about that. Like it doesn't have to be so, you know what I mean? Like sometimes people are turned off by it because of somebody's interpretation of what that means. Right. So how does, what does it look like when you're trying to unlock? I know you talk about unlocking your desired goals. So what does that look like? What would be a first step for somebody who finds themselves really unhappy or unsatisfied with what they're doing? Well, you know, one of the first places I start and something that I find amazing how many people do not know really what they want. They really don't. I ask them, so okay, you're sitting here right now and you're not happy, but where do you want to go and what does happiness look like for you? And they don't have an answer. They don't really know. And if they do have an answer, it's really about what they think they can have, not really like what they really crave, what they really you know, want to have their life like. It, there's this disconnect with this ability to have it or to deserving or whatever it is. And I just find that when I really help my clients get in tune with, okay, you know, let's just say, put it on a money's perspective. So say you're making 10,000 a month and you're like, well, I really, next month I want to make 12,000, but really you want to be making 50,000 every month. Right. But that seems not possible or you don't deserve it or whatever. So I really help people to get outside of the box of the possibility and really think about, you know, what think about like if you were making that much money a month it's not about the money it's about like also what impact how many people are you really influencing you know you're making a way bigger impact if you're making that much money and when I started looking at it from that perspective you know my money stuff changed a lot because it wasn't about the money for me it was about wow how many people's lives am I going to touch and transform if I'm making that much money. Mm. And so, you know, and when you're not making even close to that, it's a hard concept to wrap your head around, but that's really what I, where I start with, with my clients. I also have an ebook on my um, website that's free for how to manifest anything. And there's a lot of worksheets about, you know, dreaming and imagining and like, you know, outside of what you think is possible, like feeling what it feels like to drive that sports car and what does it smell like inside and how it, because everything's about our emotions. Everything's about whatever it is that we want. It's about because of how we think it will make us feel, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I see that all the time. I'm like, well, what do you like to do? And why do you like to do it? What feelings associated with that? You know, like I might say, I like to sing, but why, you know, let's take it a step further. Why? Well, it makes me feel free. It makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel like I can, you know, express my feelings or whatever it is. Right. I think we have to keep breaking it down so that we can see what the emotion is behind it. I completely agree. And I think, do you agree that, I don't know what your take is, but I think I think the number one or one of the top reasons that people don't know is because they don't feel like they're worth taking the time to figure it out. 
Like when you ask people, what is it that would make you happy or what is it that you want? And they don't know. I don't know that they've ever allowed themselves to dream sometimes. And I find that very sad because mm -hmm. you don't value yourself. That tells me that, you know, or maybe you just don't give yourself enough time to figure those things out. Well, and someone told you, you can't do that or you're yes. not good at it. Mm -hmm. We tend to believe other people, you know, and, and then we don't even start to open that little little crack for ourselves and and it's it is um yeah it's something i'd like to end you know because honestly i think a lot i don't know a lot of us would feel a lot better about who we are and and what you know what we're doing here like what is life about anyway well and one of the things i one of the exercises i like to do with my clients is learning most of us know what we don't want right <laughs> It's a good so start. Know, <laughs> yeah, but we don't know what we do want. So one of the exercises I do in my ebook and also when I'm with my clients is, okay, you don't want this, but what do you want? And like taking it. So for instance, like if you are looking for a soulmate and you know, you don't want someone that's divorced, right? Let's just say as an example. So, well, what do you want? You know, you want someone that is, you know, and you can start, it starts giving you a perspective of where to go to find the positive or you want someone that has kids or you want someone that doesn't have kids you know like mm. we we tend to be very clear about the things we do not want and the way that we create and manifest is by being in alignment and having an energy that attracts what we do want mm -hmm. so if you always stay in that place of the negative and what you don't want and things like that you never get to attract the things that are really in alignment with where you're trying to go. So I find that exercise to be very powerful. Absolutely, it sounds great, sounds great. And I think we have to change our language, right? Change it to mm -hmm. positive. Because sometimes we know what we don't want, but then it's like, well, I don't know that I deserve to have more than that, mm -hmm. you know? And okay. if you don't think you deserve it, then why even try? Like, it's not a good way to think. Right. Yeah. And, you know, our think, our thinking and our thoughts really create our world, you know, because it creates our belief systems about how reality is. And then what happens is your mind is always going out hunting to find evidence of what it is you believe. Mm. And so you block off other possibilities. Like if you think all the great men are, are already taken, then when you go out in the world, you're only going to see all these great men and that they're taken. But, but the opposite is true, right? The opposite is true. You, but for that, it's the same way. Like you go walking through a shopping mall and if you, and if a man and a woman walk through a shopping mall at the same time and come to the other side and you ask them, what stores did you see? The guy's going to say, oh, they had like this cool car in the middle of the, in the middle of the mall. They had a golf show. They had a gadget, show, you know, there was a computer store, right? All this stuff. And the woman is saying like, oh, there was Victoria's Secret. And, <laughs> yes. You know, there was toys for my kids and there was whatever. But both of them are true. Mm -hmm. But our mind is programmed to see based on what, who we are. And so it's the same way with looking for the evidence of what we want and training our brain to find what it is that we're looking for and the know and to know it's out there our brain will start looking for it mm. and it changes your whole reality i love that absolutely and it's almost like it's, it's like you said it's a skill right you have to train it's not something that just, oh, some people are not just more lucky than others. It doesn't work that way. No. I was speaking to somebody just last night and we were talking about how kids make things so simple in their mm -hmm. minds and how we as adults tend to complicate everything. And, and, you know, it's like, well, I want to get from here to here. Well, I have this obstacle and this obstacle, and then we just kind of stay stuck where you know, a child is like, no, I want to make this happen. So here we go. Right. And yeah, nothing can stand boundaries and limitations. Yeah. yeah. And somehow we all, I think, just grow up and responsibilities come and we forget those things. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're bringing us back to, you know, to, to the fundamentals and to the stuff that's really like the meat of what's really important. Right. Yeah.
And that's what I love about like when I'm doing the human design or the scientific hand analysis people, it's like it gives you a recipe for success. Then you learn like, this is what I'm here for. And then you get rid of all the stuff sabotaging you from getting there. All the things that you have in your mind that are saying you're not good enough, or you can't do that, or who do you think you are, you know, and when you really just start focusing on getting what you want and all that stuff doesn't matter and it really change it really changes your results and your fulfillment and just like the imp and the impact that you make you know that's the biggest thing always for me is like what kind of impact am i making in the world because that's really what matters to me mm -hmm. i love it when you know you're sitting there working with a client and all of a sudden you see in their eyes that something just clicked like oh that's what I keep doing. That's why this keeps happening. And then, you know, the whole world changes. So powerful and fun. Yeah. And I love it when people like you learned this personally and then change it and learn about it some more and then adapt it so that it can help other people. Because all we want to do when we go from, you know, here to there is teach people what we've learned and how it helped us through our experience, right? Yeah. And it might not always be the same path for each person, but the fundamental, you know, steps are the same, right? So I love that you've done that through your, you know, through your story and through how it made you feel earlier in life. And it's fantastic. I love it. And it's true, like the impact, because once we figure out how to live a better life for us, whatever it is that means, then... Mm -hmm like your clients are saying they you know you impact this person and then they go home and impact their family and then that person will go out and feel more confident and do that again and it just multiplies and multiplies and then um a lot of people know that we on this show we like to do a lot of like giving projects and you can't do that if you're not feeling that yourself it's like you can't be genuine you can't do all of those things right so i yeah just, and you can't serve from an empty cup. That's what I always tell my clients is think of your life as because I work with a lot of people that are, you know, so depleted because they overserve, they overgive mm -hmm. to their own detriment. And so the first thing I teach them besides loving themselves is, you know, think of your think of it as a cup and saucer. And if you pour in the in the cup, whenever it starts to overflow, it lands in the saucer. The saucer is where you serve from. You keep your cup full. And all the excess is what you have to give. It really is important for you to, you know, fill up your own cup, find, find the things that make you excited, find the things that make you go, and then you will have excess to share. Mm. And then that's, I mean, it's very powerful when you do it in that order. Yes, because a lot of people who give also feel guilty for, mm -hmm. they feel guilty because they can't give to everyone and you start to spiral too, right? You can help so many people, but then you have to understand um, if you're burnt out and, you if you're, no, and if you're sick and you're not taking care of yourself, like it's just spiral from there. Like it's just a downward spiral. spiral. It's just like when you're on an airplane, you know, if you have a child, they tell you, put your mask on before the child, because you can save the child, but the can't, child can't save you. So mm. you have to be the number one priority to be able to make the impact. And, you know, that is something that is shameful and guilt ridden and sounds selfish, but it's really not. It's really like how we're supposed to be. Mm. And we're so busy, like saying that we shouldn't have permission to do that. And we're losing out on all the gifts that we do have. They never get delivered because we're coming from such a depleted place. Hmm. What are some of the other ways that people can figure it out? Like if they don't really have any, any idea, like, like sometimes I suggest just try something new. If you don't know, because you've never tried anything new, like Try something new, see what you like about, see what you don't. Like you were saying, it all comes down to the emotion, right? See how it makes you feel. But what are some of the, mm -hmm. Well, I, I know like when you really think about it, you know how you're having a conversation with someone and you're just like kind of going through the motions and then they ask you something, maybe it's about your kids or maybe it's about like a, tri a trip that you took or something. And you know how when all of a sudden that person like lights up and they yeah. have a spark <laughs> in their eye and like, 
oh yeah, I want to tell you about that. It was so fun, right? So it's the same thing when you get into your purpose, because, you know, like when someone says to me, oh my gosh, I need somebody to fill in a spot and speak and do this or whatever. I'm like, okay, when, where do I go? Where do I sign up? I can be there in 10 minutes. Right. But if someone asks me to do other things, I'm like, okay, well, I'll help you. But, right. So we do know it's just, are we paying attention? <laughs> Cause when I go to work and I'm like, even on doing the podcast and talking, like I'm all about my verbal message and I love doing that. And you can tell, you yeah. know, cause you, I'm not going to work when I do that. You know, when I'm teaching a class, I get up there. I'm not thinking about like, I don't have to think about if I'm late because I'm going to be early, right? Because I'm excited to get there. Mm -hmm. I naturally want, you know, like I'm up there teaching. I'm not thinking about what I look like. I'm up there teaching. I'm not thinking about what anyone else is thinking about me and how I look, which is all my head trash from the past. But I'm thinking about I hope they're getting this information so it can change their life, right? And your when your focus is on that. So we all have that. You know, sometimes you talk to people and all of a sudden they light up about animals, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. You know, or they light up about this new computer software thing that's totally organized their business and they're just all about that and they're all about systems. And so you you have to just pay attention to what really lights you up. And then how do you use that? to either help other people or make money or put it into, you know, because the other thing is, is that whatever makes you so excited is someone else's dread. Like when I walk into my accountant's <laughs> office with my bag of receipts that I like, yes, and I hand it to her, she's all like, yay, oh. I told her the best birthday present ever, right? And I'm like, Ugh. so, you know, and then, so what? Now I'm giving her a job she loves it. Mm. I don't have to do it. I hate doing that part. And, you know, so, and that's one of the biggest things is when I'm teaching my clients, like, this is not your real house. Don't do this anymore. And, you know, they just get all this relief. Like, oh, I don't have to do that, you know? Yeah. And it, so when you stay in your own lane, this is what I always tell people, you're really good at this. This should be what you're doing 80% of the time. As long as this you enjoy it. As yes, long as you enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah. figure it out. And you can do, I mean, you can make money doing anything. And that's what I've really learned is, you know, if it's some, if it's what you're made to do, somebody made millions on pet rocks, right? <laughs> Chia pets. <laughs> right. I mean, if you think on it, any, anything can be possible, but is it aligned with who you are? And does it bring fulfillment and satisfaction to you? because then there's a market for it. Mm, absolutely. You know, sometimes when people, when we ask people, what's your passion? What's your purpose? They automatically think of hobbies and things like that. That's why I'm so glad that we're clearing up today that, you know, it, it's more than that. It can be a whole lifestyle change. Like most of us who, who work or have a job um, and maybe are not entrepreneurs, even we go to work and we're like, oh, you try to pass those five days just to get to two days, like you're wishing your life away because you hate what you're doing, right? But you don't have to hate it. That's what we're trying to tell people. Work doesn't have to suck, <laughs> you know? Work doesn't have to be, feel like work. It, it can feel great. And then it doesn't feel like work. It's like, oh, I am doing part of my hobby or, you know, purpose is more than just finding, okay, I like to do photography. Well, what is it about that? And then wow, how can I do more of that? And yeah, make money, do something with it or make an impact. Or, you know, there's somebody who did it, created a project, let's say about photography, and they took pictures of people who had never had their picture taken before. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. You know, when I saw this, I'm like, they're happy. They figured out, you know, how to do something that's more than just themselves, like out of the box. And can you imagine never seeing yourself? And having that, like there's everybody wins, you know, like that person is happy, like they love what they're doing and life is too short to do anything but what you love. And yeah, exactly. I love it. I think we all need to just take the time and realize how important it is for ourselves to care about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know, I don't want to say this for you, but you know, during that 20 years of marriage, for example, or for me, when I was grieving and, and felt at my lowest, you know, you feel so many things, you feel like you're not good enough, you feel like you have to put up with stuff, you feel all these things, but in the back of your mind, you always know that you deserve more, but then you don't always believe it because of what people tell you and, and all these things. And what a revelation that day that all of that comes off. Yeah. And you just feel this love for yourself is so important. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the reason why I actually took that step to leave was because I was having a health issue. I mean, it was like my life depended on it. I knew it just kept dwindling and dwindling and dwindling. And now I look at it and I just think, I don't want it to, I don't want it to have to come to that for me to realize I I'm better than that, or I deserve better. I don't deserve to be treated like that, you know, but a lot of people don't know how to be empowered within themselves. Mm -hmm. And I certainly didn't at that time. Me too. I, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's finding your purpose and your passion and self-discovery is so much more than what some people think it is, you know, and that's why I wanted yeah. to bring that up. It can honestly save your life. Yeah. You know, going day to day, doing the motions every day and feeling uh, worthless and feeling, you know, not being able to feel grateful for anything and feeling stuck in whether it's an abusive relationship or, you know, some kind of addiction or whatever it is, depression for me it can kill you. And it's mm -hmm. so important to know that that's not what your life's supposed to look like. Like there can be more, you know, that's why I'm so, I get so excited about it because there's nothing bad about, like, there's nothing negative to what we're talking about when it comes to just taking that step. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people try to go on that journey by themselves. Mm. And I know that it was really powerful me, what powerful for me, when I got help and when I, you know, reached out and allowed for myself to not go on the journey by myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, even the people I help now that I can help everyone with all these problems, but I don't really, I'm not very good at helping myself with something I help other people with mm -hmm. because we don't see things the same from our inside view. You know, it's the outer perspective. It's the the support of yes, you can do this and know someone's behind you. Sometimes it's not enough just for your own knowing yourself, having the internal confidence. It's really powerful to have somebody supporting you from the outside. So I always feel like, you know, it can be someone you pay and, and hire, but it can also just be, you know, a person that you really put your trust in that can just see you from a different angle and encourage you and until you can do it for yourself. I think it's really powerful. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like even being entrepreneurs, like you still, it can become lonely when you're your own mm -hmm. boss. So even just having that community of people, you know, to have accountability and that are going through the same struggles and it can feel so much more like a community it can give you like this confidence. Right. Yes. But it's sort of like, <sighs> I think like for me and my personal story, I had to decide on my own that I needed, I wanted to live better, mm -hmm. but I needed, like you said, people around me to make it happen. I could mm -hmm. not do it alone, but I think the initial decision I had to make it alone because yes. if I wasn't ready and people keep, you know, and I had people around me saying, Hey, you need to snap out of this. You need to do this. You need to do that. It doesn't work. You have to want it for yourself. You have to be ready. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. You know, when you dug yourself in a hole, Climbing out of it is, is a challenge, but once you get out of the hole, you do need people to keep you accountable and to see you in a different light so that you can be encouraged and continue on the path. Cause you know, the road I went down after my divorce, it was so hard to leave the relationship, but that road after that decision was not easy. So, and you don't even realize how challenging it's going to be. And you want you it's so it's just important to find people that are supportive of you that aren't just like confirming how crappy everything was and continue right. to pound in that you're the victim right but like okay this is where we're going now we're leaving that behind and no turning back and just encouraging and supporting is so important 
Yeah. And not to be fake about it, you know, be genuine. And if you can't be like that for somebody, then don't help them, you know, like, honestly, but it's like, it's like, you know, the, I'm not going to say this happens a lot, but you know, you hear of the, the women who go down to the coffee shop and just their husbands the whole time they're there, mm-hmm. you know, and let's be the one that comes and says, Hey, you know, but what about all the good stuff? Like mm-hmm. not as I think misery, you know, is just <laughs> more misery company yeah I think it's so important oh, so many things to learn in life isn't there yeah no one and you know they don't give you a manual <laughs> you gotta figure it out <laughs> yeah and you know I hope that some of the listeners today are really you know feeling a little bit less alone and we all go through this no matter how successful we are or how much Mm -hmm. money we have or how many people we help or you know we all have times where we feel less than you know where we feel like we're just not good enough and we have to learn how to break that down so that we can end up look how happy Melissa is like come on you saw the before and after here folks (laughs) you know and we all have that but I'm sure it was a lot of work it doesn't just happen overnight Mm -hmm you know, but now you're helping so many people. And I respect that so much. I love that. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun now. I mean, and you know, the other thing is, is now I can look back on that 20 year relationship. And you know, I wouldn't be this person. Mm. If I had, if I hadn't gone through all that, I wouldn't have all the tools to help someone else, you know, and be supportive and hold their hand as they go through it, or push them on their way and hold them, you know, to keep going forward and be that support for them. So it's, it helped, that was also part of my healing process, right? Is to be appreciative for what I learned. Not that I had to go through all that, not that it was okay, the abuse I went through, but just appreciating that it made me who I am now and that it has molded me into someone that, you know, I really like now and I'm able to like myself and I'm able, you know, and it, it does shift, it does, and it's contagious, right? It's contagious when you're around someone that is positive and sees things from a different light. And, you know, like exactly when you're having a bad day with your spouse and you just want to bag on them and they're saying, yeah, but look at, he takes care of your kids or he goes to work and he, he does this for you. And I know deep down you love him, but we all have our crappy moments. And, you know, and I try to always be that person that is looking for the evidence of the good because it's always there right the good and the bad is always there it just we I I don't know I was brought up looking at the parts that were bad looking at the negative I had to retrain myself to say like wow there's a lot of good in this Mm -hmm. but once you do you know that shows your character right what someone else did to you right or wrong that's their character I want to have a character I'm proud of. And what that for me is, is to always try to see something positive in it, try to be a positive impact and don't collude with people about, you know, their, about their problems or about the people around them, you know, don't support that. Show them, show them a positive light and a way to move forward. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that you, that's different though, than, you know, being a lending ear and that's not cohorting with somebody, but just to make it clear, you know, be a good friend, but also know when to just kind of set a boundary and say, okay, this isn't going to help us. You know, we need to try to think differently too. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But we're so many times we're our worst enemy, you know, and it's through mm-hmm. those, those uh, trying times and years of pain that, that we can come out on the other side. I used to say, oh, I wasted 12 years of my life because I was absent. And I'm like, it wasn't a waste no. because although I wouldn't want to feel it again, I wouldn't know the things that I know now. I wouldn't have been able to feel some of the things and want, have this vigor, you know, and this energy to want to change them and be fed up with that life. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's so. part of your growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like I said, I wouldn't even be this person. You know, when people go through life and they don't have any turmoil or anything, they don't grow. Mm-hmm. So and then you attract different, chem- you know, different people, different types. Like I'm sure your children have noticed it, you know, like it changes all the relationships around us, right? Mm-hmm. For the better. I think that's great. 
Looks yeah. like you're helping a lot of people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wants to work with you, like I know you do various, you know, all within the same realm, but you do the hand design. You also have a few workshops and things. Mm -hmm. So how will they find more, like if they want to work with you, what do they do? What's the first step? Where should they find you? Um, so you can always go to my website. It's Melissa Kirk, and my last name is K-I-R-K.com. Um, and you can look at some of the things I do. I love um, if people are interested in healing work, you know, they create their own workshops and I come and teach. I'm getting ready to go teach a group of people some of the mindset techniques that I do. Um, or you can just set up a consultation with me and we can see how it might fit to work together. Because some of the things I do are individual or I do readings, I do coaching programs or working with you and your team in your business. Um, but there's lots of ways to work with me. So if um, just go in and get a um, sign up for a consultation with me and we can talk and figure it out. And then I always invite you to get your free ebook. <laughs> and learn how to manifest and start getting closer to your goals and achieving things you've never achieved. So, um, yeah, and then I'm on Facebook and, and Instagram also. So it's just Melissa Kirk. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love for someone to go through, like, find you, go through the stuff that you're teaching and then come on the show and say, hey, you know, this is my before and after story, you know, and it's continue to inspire other people. Because I think we need that. I think we all need to lift each other up. And yeah, it'd be great, right? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be such a good thing. But um, sometimes I'll ask my guests this question, I'm going to ask it of you today. What would you say the biggest gift is that you've ever given to yourself? that ultimately changed the way you felt about who you are? Um, I think really being honest with myself and giving myself permission to take care of myself because I really never grew up with that kind of permission. It was always um, more of you sacrifice for love no matter what. Like it's always about putting basically yourself on the back burner. And, you know, I'm going through that right now with my kids where I'm really like asserting some boundaries with my kids that, no, this is what I have to do for myself now. My youngest is 19. They've all made choices of their own. And um, now I really am taking care of myself. I'm really only doing the work that I really love. I'm not worrying about, um, you know, the focus isn't on my money and survival. My focus is on what brings me joy. And I think it's, it, I'm making more money now because I'm focused that way. I'm working less and making more because that's really the way it works. You know, the money follows the positive energy and the, the happiness and the fulfillment and all that. And it took me a long time to get here. And even still, I get pushback from it. But, you know, forgiving people in the past mm. for what, they, what I feel they did to me, that forgiveness piece is so powerful mm. and then just giving permission to myself to do what I want love what I do and you know be be able to say no to what isn't it isn't aligned with me and I never did that before so when you live for what everyone else <laughs> yeah when you live for what everyone else's agenda is you lose yourself yeah. And so. then your life becomes really short and not what you wanted it to be. And you don't get another chance, right? See, I think I just want to be clear to some people that might be listening that are having a hard time believing that it's not selfish, right? That's one thing we talk, I talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Thinking of yourself is not selfish. I think it's brave because it took me a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and taking care of yourself and loving yourself isn't instead of taking care of your family. Mm -mm. You know, when you said, I tell my kids, look, I need this for me. You know, you set your boundaries. It doesn't mean you're neglecting them. Mm -mm. <laughs> it just means you can do both. You can have, you know, you can have a career and be a mom or a dad or, you know, and have hobbies and have friends and have dreams just like everybody else. Yeah. You gotta fight for it sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. start somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, you're the only one in charge of your own happiness. 
So if you give your power away or you become the doormat or the in servitude of everyone else, you're the one creating it and you're the only one that can change it. So that was powerful on my journey. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of writing a second book and I think the title of it's gonna be called No One's Coming to Save You. So you need to- um... That's an awesome title. <laughs> I wanna read it. <laughs> Because I realized this and how I realized it. So it's just like, it's true, you know, and we have to, we have to make our first, we have to decide that it's important enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to go back. I think before all the things that change the way who we are and the things that people said that just that we believe that we shouldn't have believed, right. Just start over. Yeah. Just start yeah. over. Take a week for yourself and just do nothing and just think. And honestly, it sounds again foo-foo, but it works. And you really start to um, put a fine line, you know, in the sand of, yeah. You know, once that week is over, it's like, um, yeah, I just don't want to do that with you anymore. I'm sorry. Like, mm -hmm. it's not about hating you. It's about loving me, right? Yeah. And so great. And that it's your right to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps because I know what it felt like before I believed in all of this mm -hmm. and how it feels now. And it makes me emotional because it's so different, such a different way to live. And it's such a better, you know, you just feel better about the world and about yourself. And I always get like, you know, because yeah. the pain is real when you're in it, it you're in it. Yeah. You know, and if anybody's listening today and has taken anything from our conversation and from all the brilliant things Melissa had to offer today, like, honestly, just take the time and it's okay to do it. Don't feel guilty about it. Do it without feeling guilty. You know, and disease is created by those, by the feelings of guilt or the feelings of shame and things like that. It makes the energy level of your body attract things you don't want. You know, when you're operating on a high vibration, those things can't live in your body. People want to be around you. You're attracting higher level things. Like it, it changes everything. It's a real game changer. And it's, it's definitely an inside job. So you're in control. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about before we, uh, we end the conversation here? I feel like we could talk forever. I know. I think so. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I, I invite you to find your purpose. If you don't really know what the impact is you're here to make, I can't tell you how invigorating it is to, because when you get stuff into your purpose and you step into your genius of what you're here to do, you, none of these conversations about lack or mm. shame or, you know, permission to be you or whatever, it doesn't even, it's not even a thing. You're just so involved and engaged in living life and making your impact that, I mean, that was the biggest thing when I, it takes the focus outside of you and, mm -hmm. you know, that's when the magic happens. So I just invite you to really do some soul searching and find someone that resonates with you to point you in the direction of finding your purpose, figuring out all that stuff about yourself and then start living life. Love it. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you like come and talk to us and, and share your personal story and uh, yeah, being so genuine. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.